Take a look with me at the front of your order of service. Have a look at the words um, printed inside. Uh, they're all slightly different, but printed inside the box, which begin with, we commit ourselves to. Now, at some point in the past, uh, these four words here, beginning with the letter C, have been put together to sum up what we're about here at St. Bridget's. So we commit ourselves to celebrate the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We commit ourselves to care for others. We commit ourselves to cultivate personal growth in Christ. And we commit ourselves to communicate Christ to the world. That fourth one, communicate Christ to the world. We've been hearing through Mark's gospel that the good news we have to share with the world is that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. He is the King of God's kingdom. Under his rule, all evil will be defeated and we'll be set free from our sins, free to live the life God meant us to live. We commit ourselves to communicate that good news of Jesus Christ to the world. And yet we've seen in Mark's gospel that Jesus himself told people not to spread the word about him, at least at first. It was because he wasn't the kind of king people were expecting. They were expecting God's king, his Christ, the Messiah, to simply take the throne and rule. But before Jesus could take his throne in glory, he knew he first had to carry a cross and die. The only king that God would choose to rule his world is a king who was prepared to lay down his life for his people. And that meant the glory of the king would remain veiled, hidden, until his resurrection. Unless you knew that secret, that cross first, then crown, unless you knew that secret, you couldn't really understand Jesus. The idea that this man Jesus was the Christ wouldn't really make any sense. And we saw the result of this last week. Jesus made outrageous claims about his divine authority and he backed them up with his miracles, uh, but his own family thought he was mad and the Jewish leaders said he was working for Satan. When they heard Jesus' words, instead of opening their heart to him, they hardened it. It's just like what happened in the days of the prophet Isaiah, which we read from. He preached to the people a message that should have made them repent and turn back to God. But instead, they hardened their heart and rejected God. They heard what he said, but they didn't understand. And so in today's passage, Jesus warns the crowds who are listening to him to listen to him properly. How you listen makes all the difference to whether you reject Jesus and remain outside the kingdom or discover hidden in Jesus the glory of the Christ, the Son of God. That's true for us here. It's true for those in the world that we commit ourselves to proclaim Christ to. And so now as we get into uh, this passage, let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, please help us today to listen well to Jesus. And we pray for this whole parish of Glengormley and Malusk, 
that as we commit ourselves to proclaim that Jesus is the Christ, you would open the ears of people around here to hear properly too. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, please, would you have your Bible open at Mark chapter 4? That's on page 1005. That would be useful to you. And as we go through today's passages, uh, today's passage, we're going to focus just on those three main parables. The parable of the sower, then the parable of the growing seed, then the parable of the mustard seed. Now, when I, uh, when I lived in London, we bought a lot of plants for the garden. An apple tree, pear tree, a rose bush, a fig tree. We've got a lovely hydrangea. Uh, but we left them all in their little plastic pots and it nearly killed them. Uh, we did it on purpose. We knew we'd be leaving in a few years and we wanted them to stay small so that we could bring them with us. Uh, well, since arriving, we've bought some much bigger pots. We've brought some nice, rich compost. We've replanted them and they're all flourishing. The fig tree's covered in new leaves. The hydrangea's looking great. Getting the plants in good soil has made all the difference. And Jesus used this effect that good soil has on plants to tell a story about listening carefully, which is the parable of the sower, verses 3 to 9. It's a simple story, just about some seeds scattered over the ground. Some of the seeds don't grow. Some of them grow a bit and then they die. Some grow a lot, but they don't produce any grain. But some do grow. And they produce a lot of grain. What makes the difference is the type of soil they land on. The seeds that didn't grow were the ones that landed on hard earth near the road uh, and they just got eaten by the birds. The seeds that grew a bit and then died had landed on thin soil where there was rocks right underneath. The seeds that grew but produced no grain, uh, they were the ones that got, they got choked out by all the weeds and the, and the thorns that were growing on the same patch of soil. The seeds that grew, like my plants are growing, were the ones that fell in the good, rich soil and they produced a crop, Jesus says, multiplying 30, 60 or even 100 times. Now take a look with me at verse 9 near the bottom of the page. Jesus ends the parable by saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, if you've got ears, use them. You know, think, understand what I'm saying. But what, what is he saying? Uh, later on, he has to explain it to his disciples uh, and the other people who are gathered around him. Uh, these are the ones we saw at the end of last week's sermon, sitting around Jesus, listening attentively to him. To them, the insiders, he explains the meaning of the parable. Look with me at verse uh, 14. It's just over the page. Um, <clears throat> he begins the explanation by saying, the farmer sows the word. So the seeds being sown in the parable represent Jesus preaching his message, his word about God's kingdom. And that seed, it got scattered all over the place, over all different types of soil. He preached to crowds. And then Jesus describes the types of soil as, or as types of listener. The first listener is an in one ear, out the other type. It's in verse 15. He said, some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, 
Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. So Jesus preaches to them, but his words sort of bounce off their hard hearts. They don't believe Jesus or even understand him. And Satan doesn't give the word a chance to sink in. In one ear, out the other. And the result is Jesus gets rejected. The next type of listener only listens to half the message. They like the stuff about the glory, but not about the suffering. They like to hear about the crown, not so much about the cross. And as a result, verse 17, Jesus says, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. I wonder how many people stopped listening to Jesus as soon as the officials from Jerusalem started piling on the pressure by saying he was satanic. The next type of listener only listens with half an ear. The other half is listening to other voices. Look with me at at verse uh, 18. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Their ear is divided. They're giving their attention to other things. And so in the end, Again, Jesus gets rejected. The last type of listener, though, is the undivided ear that listens to the whole gospel. They don't believe only half of it or only half believe it. Verse 20, Jesus says, Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. They hear it, they accept it, they bear fruit. When it comes to the kingdom, how you listen makes all the difference to whether you remain an outsider or become an insider. But what also makes the difference is whether or not God reveals the secret of the kingdom to you. It's just like how Satan can snatch the word away. God also has to reveal the kingdom. Look with me at verse 11. I think that's actually just, it starts just back over the page, uh, on page 1005, just at the bottom. Jesus tells the insiders sitting around him, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. They listened carefully, they accepted, but God made them able to hear. He revealed the secret. Whereas, says Jesus, to those on the outside, Everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. You know, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. The parable of the sower, or the parable of the four soils, might be a better name, um, it reveals what's going on in people's hearts when Jesus preaches. The same message causes some people to reject Jesus. The same message causes other people to welcome him. Some receive the secret, some don't. And it's the same thing when the disciples preached it, and it will be the same when we try to communicate Christ to Glengormley and Malask. Here's what it's going to be like. Over the next few years, we'll be trying all sorts of things to make connections with our community so that we can tell people about Jesus. We'll need to be creative. We'll need to put in effort. 
Uh, we need to put our money where our mouth is. It'll be hard. And what we will experience is that some people just don't respond at all. They won't be interested, might even be hostile or unkind to you. Then there'll be some people who look promising. They receive the message with joy. Great. And then someone maybe will make fun of them at work or something bad will happen, like someone close to them will die. Uh, and then they'll just drop off the radar. They'll just stop showing up. They won't return your calls. Then there'll be some people who actually start joining us here at St Bridges. They'll come to church. They'll ask to be baptised. They'll seem really keen. And then maybe uh, they'll start taking the children to a, you know, a Sunday sports club or... Um, They'll move in with their non-Christian girlfriend or they'll get ill. You know, something will come up. And slowly, slowly, they'll just have less and less time for Jesus, less and less time uh, for their church family until in the end, they just end up back where they started. And it will turn out that Jesus was just a phase. How disappointing will that be? How hard will that be? Is that really what proclaiming the kingdom of God is like? Well, not entirely, because as well as those people, there will be others who hear the word and accept it and begin to grow and grow. You will see them loving Jesus. You will see them loving their new Christian brothers and sisters, us in here. And as Jesus says, they will bear fruit. We'll scatter, we will scatter the seed and some people some people will respond. That seed will fall on good ground and produce 30, 60, or even 100-fold what was sown. So don't be discouraged. Jesus' kingdom won't be hidden forever, and uh, it won't be hidden from everyone. It won't be hidden from everyone, and it won't be hidden forever. Uh, what does the Nicene Creed say that we say uh, during services of Holy Communion? Jesus will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. And on that day, we will suddenly see just how much the message of Jesus has actually achieved, which is the point of the final two parables of the growing seed and the mustard seed. I'm going to have a look at the parable of the growing seed first. This is verses 26 to 29. It's about how seeds just grow all by themselves. Think about it, all the trees, all the plants in the whole world started off as just little seeds. You can't build a tree, can't construct one. All you can do is plant the seed and all by itself it just grows. And it's the same with God's kingdom. Look at verse 26, bottom of page 1006. Jesus also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. He doesn't know how. All by itself, the soil produces corn. First the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And then eventually it's time for the harvest. God's kingdom isn't something we can build. We can't bring it about. It's something that God grows. What we can do is just scatter the seed. That doesn't seem impressive. Uh, it isn't dramatic. Our commission is just tell people about Jesus. 
Sometimes it will seem so weak. Sometimes it just sounds like saying, would you like to meet my invisible friend? The glory of Jesus seems really hidden sometimes. But what does that word do? It's a seed. When it lands in the right soil, it will grow. The kingdom doesn't rely on us being able to build it. Thank God it relies on him growing it, and he will. Jesus says, in the end, there will be a harvest. Our job is to make sure everyone in Glengormley and Malusk has a chance to hear about Jesus. We preach the word, God gives the growth. You won't need to stay awake at night wondering if it was worth it. Whether you're awake or asleep, the kingdom of God will be growing. And now let's look at the parable of the mustard seed, verses 30 to 34. I know that some people here, some people have said this to me, have been a bit worried, or were a bit worried, um, about the future of St. Bridget's. There were worries that maybe you wouldn't end up getting a full-time minister. There were worries maybe the congregation just dwindled away to nothing in the end. Well, how badly do you think things seemed to be going uh, when the king of God's kingdom ended up getting crucified? Right about then, the kingdom seemed to be over. But Jesus gave his disciples then, and us now, this encouragement. Verse 30, again he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet, when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. The point is the kingdom of God starts off seeming insignificant, almost invisible. If a mustard seed dropped into your herb garden, you wouldn't even notice it, it's so small. And sometimes you look for the results of communicating Christ to the world and they just seem invisible. Hardly worthy of the grand title, the kingdom of God, especially when your church is shrinking instead of growing. But give a mustard seed time and it will outgrow all the other garden plants. And the kingdom is just like that. One day, despite tiny and significant beginnings, God's kingdom will fill the earth. So don't be discouraged. Our task is to tell people about Jesus. And it might always feel like we're not achieving much, like things are moving slowly, that only a few people in Glengormley believe. But what we're waiting for is the final result. When Jesus came, his glory was hidden and his kingdom was tiny. But when he returns, he will come with power and his kingdom will fill the earth. And at that time, the harvest, a great harvest will be ready. And it will be because Christians throughout the world did the job of scattering the seed. So St. Bridget's, let's commit ourselves, like it says, let's commit ourselves afresh to communicate Christ to the world. Let's commit ourselves to sow the seed of God's word and leave the growth to him. He alone can reveal the secret of his kingdom and enable people to give their lives to King Jesus. Yes, there will be tough moments and disappointments, but the final growth of God's kingdom cannot be stopped. And when we look back, we'll see just how much God's word grew. We'll see all those things that looked insignificant and feeble at the time but which grew up into fruit that will last for eternity. 
Let's pray about that now. Lord Jesus, we thank you that your word, when planted, grows and grows. We know there'll be disappointments, but thank you that whether we're awake or asleep, when we scatter the word, you make it grow and your kingdom will fill all the world. Keep us encouraged and help us work together to be committed to proclaiming Christ to the world. Amen.